morning. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Marzipan Bakery. One taste is all it takes. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman, and I'm about all the food all the time. I'm so much about all the food all the time. I'm actually in the new culinary center right here in Flatbush. This is part two of an amazing series we put together for behind the scenes look, demos, interviews in Brooklyn with Chef Avon Wiseman. He's owner, director, instructor, teacher, everything here. We had an incredible first show together. Yeah, it was fun. This guy's too much for one show. He's so much that we have to do two shows. So we split this up into two shows. It's the last show of the season. This is our last show of the season. Last show of season five for Table for Two. And we're going to pick it up again in September sometime when they give me my new air dates and get every, everything lined up for the new season. But I'm so excited and so honored that you hosted us here. Honored? No, I'm honored. Oh, I'll take have, a walk. We have the Aussie Gourmet at the Kosher Culinary Center. Who's the one who's honored? Well, the other part is, can I say, did you save the best for last? I saved the best for last. I hope so. I saved the best for last. You know, it's amazing when you called me a couple months ago and we're going to do a bit of a recap. Yeah, up to Kinedlach, up to your elbows. (laughs) He called me, I was in, uh, literally up to matzo balls and he told me what was going on because I hadn't really heard about it. It was quiet for a bit. We we kept it very, we let a little bit of uh, hints sneak out. But, but we it, kept it, the big picture kind of uh, hush-hush. And it was, it's a really great thing because when you did open up right before, yeah. the, open up the, the oh. mouth of the, the PR and the, Absolutely. Oh, for the center here, it really like people really created a buzz and people were very excited. I was excited, but as I said, I was knee-deep in matzo ball, so I couldn't give it too much with the book and everything. And so now we're giving it all the love of... The Aussie Gourmet and the Nakam Siegel Network, and we're actually doing our show right here. Now, you were in Miami, weren't you, for Pesach? I was in Miami. I worked for Ram Caterers doing yeah. cooking demos. Yeah, I saw a bunch of stuff online. It looked it fantastic. Was amazing. What a program. In fact, I'm already going back for my fourth season with them, my fourth year with them, I think. So, well, yeah. Ram is no, no stranger to the Pesach program. They sure are pros. And just in, just in general there, catering is superb. Yeah, attention to detail. They say the devil's in the details, and Ram really knows how to do they it. Know this stuff. That's actually high praise, Ram. So uh, shout out to you guys at Ram Caterers. Um, uh, good friends. Uh, so, yeah, our Bachas. Yeah, sure. Simon and Elliot. Our fantastic. And, and I work now a lot with Faye oh. and Alex. Um, Albacher is well, uh, you're Simon's a, son. So you're, in, we, you're in quite good company. I am. I am. I'm honoured to do uh, social media with them and continue working with them. So that was a little bit unscripted love there, guys, at Ram. Yeah, so um, and I, in about, well, from the time this is airing, you know, it's my birthday weekend. Mazel yeah, I won't ask. Air, I, won't ask how young, on, I won't ask how young Naomi. Oh, yeah, I'm very young. Young in the heart. Um, this is airing, I think, June 30th, and my birthday is July 2nd. And that's oh. the day I'm leaving to Thailand for my cooking culinary tour of Thailand. First time in Thailand? It's my first. Have you been there? Uh, no, but I have a lot of friends, and I live vicariously through their photographs. It's unreal. And the Thai yeah. cuisine, and you can make it all kosher. It's can amazing. We do, can we get classes Thai? I, yeah, in fact, I, um, I did a, uh, a Thai demonstration at Young Israel of Oceanside several years ago for the Ladies Auxiliary, and it was... It was really uh, wonderfully received. They loved it. I love the, the, the flavor. The and flavor profiles and are amazing. Sugar is yeah, w- and yeah. a little hot. 
Yeah. I didn't like the pepper though, the red chili peppers. Mm. It's too hot for me. Well, they can take your breath away. Oh, literally, I was making some Tom Kakai, the you know coconut chicken soup. Oh, wonderful! The Thai, the Thai version of that, and I put some red peppers in it, the Thai chili peppers. And I swallowed and that, it, got stuck in the, the back uh, of my throat, and I was like. I was yeah. like dying. <laughs> balance. We have yeah. to find balance yeah, in Thai food. Yeah, it was a tiny food. little piece. The tiniest. I, sure. I got stuck in my throat. Actually, I was like finished. Actually, one, one seed could probably do it for you, Naomi. Oh, my God. I was like crying. I called up my friends and I'm like, help me. I'm dying. She goes, eat bread. I'm like, eat bread. Oh. Rice. I, could, I couldn't Rice. eat bread Rice. because I didn't have, the challah was rising, so it wasn't cooked. She goes, drink milk. I said, no, I'm already flashy. I was so messed up. It was terrible. It's, it can be quite painful. Uh, it, it, we, it, we have similar stories from Mexico travels. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so now we're going to interview a couple of your students. Oh, super. They better to, say nice things. Uh, you know what? They can only say nice things. I hope so. It's so nice to have a kosher culinary school. It is. The, it is. Well, there's a need. There's a need. There's a need. And this Come is, on, guys. This is Come the, on up. I the kosher capital of the world. So here we are in New York and Brooklyn. In, in Chutzla Aretz. I'm, gonna just, I'm yeah. just gonna throw that out okay. there. <laughs> okay, so Racheli, Israeli, and Yitzhak Moses, come on. Rachel! Okay, uh, okay, Avram, so I'm gonna ask you to switch seats. Gladly. Okay, you're out, seat. you're out of the hot seat. Don't go too far because we've got a cooking demo. Okay, these are two of the talented bunch. They're all talented. I'm saying two from the talented bunch. Yeah. One group of talented students. I can say that because when I walked in here, these guys were knee-deep in lamb prep and veggie prep, and that sauce was amazing. And they're like, come in, Naomi, we want to try our food. I got to eat. It was wonderful. So you guys are really uh, on your way to becoming the next top kosher chefs. Thank you. So do you, do you have a microphone? We're going to pass it back and forth. Racheli, what brought you to the kosher industry? So I've always Tell us been, your story. I've always been into cooking. My mom taught me. I was in the kitchen since nine, the age of nine. And it was always a passion of mine to do. And when I was looking into when I finished high school and seminary, I was like, what should I do with my life? I don't want to be a doctor or a lawyer or something like right, that. Right, we were saying that on the last so, show that not everyone's an academic. So I was like, I want to do something. I'm going to wake up every morning and say, I can't wait to go to work. I can't wait to do it. That's high and five that. I love cooking and baking and stuff like that. So, like, let me go to school and to advance my knowledge and everything I know already. You're so lucky that you have a kosher cooking school, right? Like, if, they did, if this wasn't around, like, and you wanted to follow your dreams, you'd have to go to a non-kosher cooking school and just observe, basically. So just when I got back from seminary, they closed down CKCA. So I was like, okay, now I have to rethink my plans and everything. Yeah. And I was like applying to other schools, non-kosher ones, and, and then they open up this. So, yeah, it's now so, I'm here. It's so fantastic. Okay, so how long, have, how long has this course been? I know the school just opened. So it's been about five weeks, six weeks so far, and we have wow. another month and a half about. Okay. It's about 52 days. And what's your big plan? What are you going to do after you graduate? I have lots of ideas. <laughs> I just have to see which one's going to actually work out and... I mean, I want to learn some more afterwards. Like, we have an externship. I want to do that. Okay, great. Like, learn from other chefs and everything. And then see from there. Do you live locally but in Brooklyn? I live, yeah, not too far. So that really works for you. You get to, and yeah. people from out of town, like, I know they went to CKCA from out of town, so it'll be. Yeah, also, they have so many restaurants, and they keep opening up more places and more places, so. 
Yeah, Elan Kornblum was on the show last week, like in part one of this, and he was saying there's always restaurants going up and down in Brooklyn, and, yeah. and a lot of them do stick around for 10, 20 years. But, you know, it's, it's great that we have fresh blood coming in and kind of like bringing new game to the table, so to speak. Yeah, it's exciting. Okay. Hi. This is Yitzhak Moses. How did you hear about the Kosher Culinary Center? This is a shout out to the Nachum Siegel Network. I heard about it from Nachum. Um, I was actually, it was funny. I was listening to, I was listening to the show one night on a rerun. At about, must have been, my mother had her iPod going. And it was Our about, archives, yep. Archives, about 2.30 in the morning, or actually probably a little later. And I heard, I heard him saying how coming up with Naomi Nachman is going to be Chef Weissman. I'm like, hey, I know that name from someplace. And then I realized that it was the, it was the same chef that had the place on Coney closed down about two years ago, and I'd been looking for it for the past year or so, and there was nothing available. I didn't really consider going to a non-kosher school, because so, like, if you can't taste anything, it's like... I agree. So I was very excited, and I called him the next day. I was like badgering him because I was doing something else, and like, I wanted to make sure that like, I had something set where to, you know, I was like, you promised me you're not going to back out if you don't have enough students or you know like he's like no it's going down i invested a lot of money in this place look at this place it's amazing we we had a tour with chef avon wiseman who's the owner director master instructor um on our first episode and we saw how much went into this building it's a gorgeous facility it's beautiful and it's so exciting that you guys get to be here so i have to give you a special thanks because you're who i heard about it from so. oh, it all comes back to Nachum Siegel and the Nachum Siegel Network and our love of sharing food. And we hope that over the summer when people aren't, uh, we don't have new shows over the summer, that people will continue. Go back to the archives. Listen to someone, you know, if you listen to Table for Two during the year, then find a different show to watch. Like, um, or if you do watch a different show, come back and watch us on Table for Two. We've got tons of exciting, amazing shows always happening. They're, they're on the archives. We have our show, you know, you can watch our show. You not only can listen to our show, you can actually watch Table for Two and you can see in a window into the Kosher Culinary Center um, on Nachum Siegel Net YouTube channel. You got that, guys? So you can watch us, watch these amazing, talented chefs. We were talking about maybe having a throwdown. Wouldn't that be funny? Do you know what a throwdown is? A cooking competition. It's a cooking competition between two chefs here, so maybe we should get that going. How does that sound? Sounds you think cool. you could take these guys on or they could take you on? I can definitely take them Yeah. <laughs> right? I think we need a throwdown. Okay, excellent. All right. Where do you see yourself going? When I started, I always enjoyed cooking. I like I do all the Shabbos cooking at home and stuff like that. You, have, you live locally? Um, yeah, I live locally. And You've I do got all the one lucky family. I, 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 I always enjoyed, you know, potchkining, but I never did the... I know how to make, you know, Shabbos food, basic, you know, like I never knew techniques and stuff like that. So that, that's one of the things I wanted to learn when I came here. And my main thing, when I honestly, when I started, my thing was doing what you do, actually. Um, Being pers a personal, personal chef? Personal chef. But we'll see great. where the, you know, we'll see where, where, where it takes me. But that's what, that's, that was my plan when I started to begin with. You know, it's so interesting. When I started my business, I was one of very few kosher personal chefs. And it, the industry has changed so much. People take personal chefs all over the world to them. Daniel Lass is going to Spain this year. I was a personal chef. I'm not even doing it so much. I become more like a cooking instructor when I go to Thailand. The whole 
people have become food centric and obsessed with food. And it's, it's great for people like us who want to show food off and share the love of all the food. So, How long have you been doing it for? Okay, can we, do, can we hear her? Does she need the microphone? How long have you been doing it's it so for? So cute, she's asking the questions. She's turning the tables on me. I like that. <laughs> I want to say I started in 2004, so about 13, 14 years. So it's, it's a lot of work. I work like a Michigan. <laughs> Everyone who knows me, right? I'm always working. I'm so always every angle. Sorry? It's so much fun to be a personal right, chef. Right, right. So I did that for many years. I have to say I haven't done it so much anymore. When I, you know in my intro I say if you don't feel like cooking, call me? So I haven't really done that so much. I have a few of my regular clients that will call me when they need something. But there's just so much going on and I work with a lot of companies and brands now and this is something that you guys will be able to do because people want... Companies that are producing amazing kosher products and, and ingredients want chefs to show the open market what else, what you can do with that. So they're turning to the kosher personal chefs. Do this on Instagram, do that on Instagram. So my whole business, the whole industry, it's not just me, it's everyone. It's really grown. And a lot of these people got their start. A lot of the chefs, personal chefs that are, and bloggers got their start right here uh, in Brooklyn at the former CKCA. And now you guys are the future of kosher culinary by being students right here. I think we should be interviewing you. <laughs> I'm happy to share some schmoozing and the love of food and what I do. You call me, we'll schmooze. But yeah, this is really exciting and thank you so much for talking with me. You guys are amazing. What do you like better? Question for each of you, cooking or baking? Baking. Cooking. Give, cooking, yeah, give, uh, I enjoy cooking. I'm, you not enjoy big, cooking. I'm not so into the baking Okay, stuff. I have to say I like, I like uh, cooking over baking, but I love making bread. And grilling. Bread, nah, a little bit grilling. You like grilling? I love, I love to bake bread, I love to eat bread. <laughs> and something about bread that's so comforting. Okay, you guys are rock stars. I look forward to following your careers. And, and you know, staying in touch and, you know, hear, hear, hear all the good stuff that's going on based all from here. Thank you for having us. Our pleasure. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. No worries, guys. You were awesome. All right. We are having an insane, an insane, insane show here today. This show was so big that we couldn't have it in one sitting. We had to make it over two shows. And if I'm here in Brooklyn, in ZK's neighborhood, and in, uh, who else was here? Who else was on the show? And Ilan Kornblum's neighborhood, and Fagi Sprecher's neighborhood. We had to bring everyone down here right now for the hottest show ever. Fagi. Lucky you came to Brooklyn. I know, because I know I would never get you. You're lucky you got me this way. I know, Fagi. Thank you so much for coming on the show. A huge mazel tov. Even though when this segment is gonna air, the wedding will have been last week. Uh, but right now we we're before the wedding. Tough, it's right? so amazing. I'm very excited to come to the wedding. Um, I've actually got two weddings at night, both on the same street. My husband's cousins get married also on McDonald Avenue at a different Paris, hall. Probably. I don't know where. They're Sephardi. How convenient. Oh, it's so convenient. I'm literally going to dance at two weddings. I actually have a third wedding in, in New Jersey, but I'm not going to that. Um, how are you? How are you managing? Just managing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So talk to me. What have we, have we got some items to showcase? I haven't brought any items. I'm so sorry. Okay. Because I have not been feeling too well. Yeah, you sound like you have a cold. Days. I have a very bad cold. I really should be in bed, but I am not, so I am here. She is <laughs> upward 
schmoozing with us. So talk to me about the latest products that are out there. You know, there's always something going on. So everyone's in the, in the, busy you know, with um, sous vide now. Right. I don't know if you sous vide. Do you I sous-vide? did not sous vide, but I saw some sous vide going on here this morning. I just, I, I didn't introduce you properly. Fagi Sprecher is owner with her husband, Mendy, of Kitchen Click right up the road, down the road. I'm not sure where I am in terms of geography down the road, I, I think. I think it's north. Yeah, um, I'm not too good with that. East. But Faggy is being... Oh, no, northwest, right? Because... Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> Faggy is the sponsor of our kitchen, uh, kitchen gadgets uh, segment, and every month we talk about all the amazing gadgets that Kitchen Click sells, and I love a good gadget. So let's talk about what's our summer gadget. So we have a lot of barbecuing. For example, um, the barbecue lights are very hot because it's hard to see to barbecue at night. So the, get, the tools come with lights on them. Oh, that's brilliant. I'm sorry I didn't bring it, but I just am not up to it. Oh, it's funny that we started the season this way too. I remember I had a bad cold. Yeah, you had a bad cold in September. Mm, right. Okay. Now I you're guess we're beginning and ending. All right, it should be no more. Okay. So, but, so it's tools with lights on the end? Tools with lights on the end. Um, and there's sous vide. People are really getting into sous vide. I've been talking about them? it for years. Yes. Which brand do you have? We have Sedsir, we have sous vide, and we have... Julie? They've got the Julie brand. I see people use that a lot. No, and there's one other brand we have. Um, what is it? A Caloric has one. But now it's becoming so popular that I think everyone will have them probably by next year. Yeah, it's crazy. They work on Bluetooth and it's good. as we well. Have a searing kit. Okay, what's that? Because um, when you sous vide, the food really does look a little bit raw. So right. if you sear it before, it gets that finished look on it. So we just got this new searing kit. Is this what you have in this? In the oh, actually, we sell PolyScience too. But we have now we, we sell a lot of sand sear. Yeah, I heard that. That's also no. Sad Sears a different, a different company. So this is. Can we take this out of the box? Can we show everyone a? Even though this is not the exact same one. No, we that, have this one as well. Oh, they have this one. But so let's take the, that out of the, the box. The other one sells better. The other brand. It's so funny. Why better. do you think that is? Have Maybe you sous vide at home? Not yet. Not yet. Can we come <laughs> here? Me and Peggy come here for a sous vide lesson. We need a sous vide lesson. I, I have no clue what to do. Okay. Okay. First, you need a pot. We need a pot. But there is another brand that comes, you know, it's all in one. Sous vide, the, the Eid sous vide brand, it's all in one machine. It's like you buy a bread maker, you buy a sous vide. Okay, right, it's true, right? <laughs> sous vide actually means, I think, um, chefs, uh, question under pressure. under pressure, which is vacuum packed food, sealed, suck out the air, and you cook it in water to the exact degree, exactly how you want it cooked. 21, 25.2. And it doesn't take out the vitamins and the minerals. Right. The it just keeps it in there, but it looks... And it has that beautiful, fresh color. And, and you, but you have eggs, to sear you it. You could do vegetables, you could do meat, you could do fish. I really need to really get into this. You know, I keep saying that. <laughs> Little background noise there right here on table for two. Okay. <laughs> Oh, poor Faggy. Can we get, you want some water? No, it's okay. Okay, we have water. I'm, I'm sipping water in a mason jar. Can we just talk about mason jars, how super trendy they are? People yeah. use them. They use it for everything. Vases, desserts. desserts. Vases, water. that's right. We have Cocktails. someone that paints them. Cake in a jar. Oh, you can bake in these? It's a very hot thing, and they're doing trifles. Trifles in, in cake in these? Oh. Yeah, and puddings. Yum. Okay, right now I'm just drinking my ice cold water. Okay, so after sous vide, 
What else is popular? People are still spiralizing. I know, it's crazy. So I'm going to take some spiralizers with me to Thailand to show some spiralizing. Because you have to julienne a lot of the vegetables um, for a lot of the Thai food. So I, I don't like the julienne pinners. I like the spiralizers and then you just break the pieces into smaller pieces. And even the mandolins now are coming with all these different attachments that make the vegetables look really neat and different. Just make sure you wear gloves so you don't chop off your finger like I do. Yeah, when I got a mandolin, when I first got married from my parents, we, they called it a V-slicer. The kind of they still call it. Oh, V-slicer, yeah. and um, I literally, like, I lost some fingertips for sure. Yeah, on Pesach, oh my gosh. I know, right? I had a gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that when you do the apples. Okay. Um, okay, so sous vide, uh, spiralizers. Okay, what else? Um, crack pots are also good for the summer, so you don't... Really? You know, so not to heat up your home, you know, if you're not barbecuing outside and you... And people are in a rush because they're going on trips during the day. They push, oh, that's put everything a great in a idea. slow cooker and then they come home and their dinner's ready. Yeah, I actually have on my blog a recipe for chili that you make in the slow cooker. So you can actually put that up one morning, go out for your day rafting or fruit picking or all the summer fun that we can have, and then come back and dinner's made. And summer is such a good time to organize all your recipes that you've clipped from all those magazines. Right. So you need a book to organize them in. Right. So what have you got? So we've got plenty of pretty um, cookbooks without the recipes inside. Well, people can kind of like people slide it in. slide it in or rewrite it. Like a photo it. album. And right. you just put in, oh, I like that. Or your clippings or your findings right. and stuff. Okay, and cool. And throw the ones you don't need in the garbage that you're never going to make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you need to sort through those. Like, I'm never going to make that. Right. That cake looks too crazy. And then, yeah. Right. Okay, cool. I'm short on time. And then you always need good um, thermometers. And especially in the summer, you want to make sure your refrigerator is working well. So you should always keep a thermometer in your refrigerator. Okay, what's the temperature that um, a fridge should be? About 30, I think. Okay, so... Fahrenheit. 30. Fridge? Yeah. That's 30. That's, but isn't that below zero and then everything will freeze? No, zero is a freezer. Zero is a freezer, which is 32. It's, thir it's 40, the... the a 34. I'm sorry. It's 34. My son, he knows. Okay, that's cool. Oh, your son is here. Mazel tov on the wedding. Okay. He's not the next. I know. He's not the next. He's some in between. Okay, he looks pretty young. <laughs> I have to congratulate him. He did well on his regents. Oh, thank God. You know, have you finished school for the summer? Yes. I know today's my daughter's last day of school. Yeah, uh, which is whatever day it is today. <laughs> um, I think it's supposed to be Friday. Right. And, and when this is airing, she's already going to be in camp a few days. <laughs> it's the first time she's going to sleepaway camp. Let's talk about sleepaway camp items. What can, the pe what can people send their kids? They're already up in camp, right? We have what, so many cups that are good can, for what, drinks and to carry along, for coffee, for, for juice, um, for hot drinks in case they get sick and they want tea you know neck in the like you need. right <laughs> no we have tons of that because my daughter's camp does not allow snacks which is i think a great idea because people end up shoving food in their kids faces and you know they don't need all the rubbish i think it's a really great idea it, you know to what? send them non-food packages 
right? Like send them. Or, you know, you could dehydrate uh, fruits and vegetables and send them that. Although they probably don't even allow that. Yeah, they might. A lot of kids have got allergies. I think that's a lot of the reason behind it. But I, I like the idea of sending mugs and travel mugs and... And picture albums. And it's always nice to send a picture of the family so they could keep on their um, dresser next to their right. bed and case they're homesick. Oh, that's actually making me sad. I hope I my daughter's not going to... Oh, okay. So, funny thing. Camp in Australia is really short. It's... We talk about it like you a say whole hello year, like <laughs> but it's literally 10 days from ninth, like from about eighth or ninth grade onwards, it's 10 days. From third grade to eighth grade, it's a week. Um, so it's like very, very, very short and we don't, <laughs> we, but we love camp. We, we get together, I'm from Sydney and we go to good camp with the Melbourne kids and we love, love, love camp, but it's over in two seconds, you know, and that's also Hanukkah time because- Oh, because you have the opposite we season. We have the opposite season, so. Yeah. Okay, Faggy. This is. I so hope everyone has a great time in camp and a very healthy, and enjoyable, safe. safe summer. It's July Fourth weekend. As and watch your kids at the pool. Watch your kids at the pool. Eyes on. Eyes on. Yeah. And watch the sun. That's you know? right. The sun. We're both very fair. Even though I have dark hair and she's blonde, we're both very fair. I know. I get outside and I, I have to put sunscreen on. I'm worried about my Thailand I don't trip. go outside, so I don't need the sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my husband said when he's working. But, uh, yeah, we're going to take lots of sunscreen with us. Thank you. Wish you and your family a mazel tov, a healthy and Thank safe you. summer. And we'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you at the wedding. Oh, we saw you two weeks ago. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Gets very confusing. Um, but we're really excited for you. It's wonderful. Thank you for being the sponsor this year. For, my uh, pleasure. Kitchen Gadgets. I love when you come in. I'm always looking forward to seeing you. And we have you. to do some more giveaways. We have to, we're going to have, maybe we'll do a summer giveaway. I saw mm. you just had one. Everyone should be following Kitchen Click because Fakie does great stories. A lot of people post on Instagram but don't have great stories from their stores. You actually bring your store to life with your stories. So I did notice that you are very busy with the oh, stories. Oh, you saw that football game. Uh, yeah, I, I love it. I'm actually following the stories. I don't watch too many because I'm so busy, but really, thank you very much, Faggy. Thank you. All right. We should have continued success. We have got, uh, we just had Faggy Sprecher from Kitchen Click. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Marzipan Bakeries. One taste is all it takes. I get very excited about that. Okay, what an amazing show we had. This is part two of our show right here in the Brooklyn uh, Culinary Center, the Kosher Culinary Center. I don't want to say it's not in the heart of Flatbush. It's in like the top of Flatbush. It's technically Marine Park. Marine Park. Okay, where's your mic? We need the microphone. Now. Technically Marine Park. Oh, this is Marine Park. Great shout out to one of my favorite restaurants in Marine Park is Tea Fusion. Oh my God, Chef Daniel, Daniel Rivera. Rivera. Oh my God, shout out to you and and talk Ona about Allison. sous vide. He's the man. He's the man. Um, I've been to many of his tasting dinners. Been there for Fantastic. dinner. Fantastic. So they, creative. They did Sheva Brachot for my daughter and son-in-law last. It's almost a year ago, right? <laughs> Yeah, see KK, and um, they did an unbelievable job. The, the, his food is so is as pretty as it is delicious. Yeah, so um, you should follow him on Insta, T Fusion. Yeah, I do, Daniel actually. Rivera. Uh, He's I, very, very funny. I speak with Daniel Rivera. I would say at least once or twice a month. I keep trying to get him down here. I yeah. want Daniel Rivera to do a class here. You got that, Chef Daniel? Come on, we got a spot for you. And I'm gonna take the class, okay? Yeah. All right. You got your first student here, <laughs> Chef Dan Rivera. Come on down, now. Kosher Culinary Center on Flatbush Avenue. You know your students are great. 
You know, they they're, they're I'm really, really lucky. They're, they're so really nice. excited to be here. And that we just got to interview two of them, but there's so many they uh, are. great guys they uh, are. right here. I'm, I'm talking to you. Great guy. <laughs> Shout out to Ephraim. Ephraim Friedman. Ephraim Friedman, he was, chef. He was our first professional student to register for the new school. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Ephraim nice. is number one. Number one. Okay, you got to get a big shout out for that one. <laughs> okay, oh, quickly, Ephraim, I'm going to shout out to you. Baking or cooking? What's your favorite? Baking or cooking? Cooking. cooking. He likes cooking. Okay, there you yeah, go. Actually, I, Ephraim, Ephraim, Ephraim is a good friend of Mechi Kornfeld's. Oh, okay. And Ephraim wanted to go down that derach. Okay, I love it. Okay, can we talk about this sous vide? Because I'm absolutely yeah, sure. I'm absolutely fascinated. Faggy opened the door for me, and um, can we sous vide something? Yeah, I, w I would love to tell you guys about this sous vide and, w and what it's about. All right, so we bring it on over. So this sure. is what a sous vide is like. I've actually had um, someone on the show. They brought in some sous vide meat. I'm just Yossi Horowitz, or Yossi's corkboard. He's a very big. You should follow him. He's um, very big into the wines, mm -hmm. kosher mm -hmm. wines. He's sampled thousands of kosher wines. He owns thousands of kosher wines. He's like the wine rebbe for me. There you go. Um, outside of Jay Booksbaum, of course, Jay. And, and, um, and uh, what's his um, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. Oh, my gosh. Gabriel Geller and who have we had on the show? Uh, Adam Neustadter. Jay, of course, we said him first. Um, yeah, so all the amazing guys that we've had on the show. They're talking about wine, but this guy talks about... Suvi. Suvi. So let's... Talk. I want. Can we bring it over? Yeah, we can show uh, you what this is I, all can about. Can I walk around, guys? It's, I'm, it's I'm very. I'm going to uh, uh, hand uh, hands-free mic. Okay. It's kind of ironic because we've only used this sous vide. Uh, what we this is called an immersion circulator. Okay, that's the, what a sous vide means. Uh, no, what it sous vide. Is? This word sous vide actually refers to under pressure, and that means when you are cooking any food item sous vide, the first step is to vacuum pack that food in a bag. So this is half of the apparatus needed for, this is actually part of molecular gastronomy and modernistic cuisine. Um, it's all about being able to replicate a recipe down to the tenth of a degree. Exact cooking, In fact, precision. it is quite ironic that the only two times that we have used our immersion circulator so far in this new school You've been here both days. Oh, yeah. First I like First time that. was beef, medallions of beef. Okay, yeah, a I saw that. And then today was a rack of lamb, lamb chop day. And today you actually, one of the lamb chops that you made disappear. That was quite a nice magic trick, Naomi. Yeah, um, yeah. I walk in here, they're like, yeah. Naomi, come, try the but, lamb. Uh, but but that lamb perfect. was sous vide as well. So okay, excellent. The, the term sous vide refers to taking food. Generally proteins, but it can be other items. Uh, vegetables are sometimes sous vide. I, I heard you can do eggs as well. Uh, fish is amazing. See, I've had sous vide. Fish. I've eaten a lot of yeah, sous vide things. Great. I just haven't used one. Okay. I was so. never a big fan of it initially. I was a little... I'm old school. I like well, high so heat. so am I. So am I. And can I just say, like, why would you want to make wait four hours for your lamb chops? Well, or let's two put hours? it another way. If you had sh beef short ribs and wanted to cook them for 48 hours or 72 hours until it basically melts in your mouth and you don't even need teeth. Well, this is the way to go. And it is, there, is, there are no other ways of preparing food. This method um, can't be duplicated any other way. It's about total control. 
um, you fill this um, container with water. This immersion circulator heats the water to a predetermined temperature. And there's a thermometer on here. You could set it for a 124.9 degrees or 125.1. What gets cooked so medium, like well, so low? That, that's the point. If you like your steak medium rare, well, that would normally be considered 125 degree internal temperature. Internal temperature is when you cut it open. Yeah, and what it's the, the temperature, temperature is. of the meat is. And we're not talking about the temperature of the oven. Some people get confused with that. We're talking about when you cut a piece of lamb or salmon or fish open after it's cooked and put a thermometer in there, that will give you the exact measurement of doneness. Right, and this is not against Board of Health violations or these are, these are industry standards. Like chicken is 165. Correct. You never eat chicken medium rare. Correct. You won't die. I don't know. You'll get sick. You but might. But dark, dark. You can eat rare. Lamb, you can eat rare. Fish, you can eat rare or raw. Certain things have got to be cooked all the way through because uh, you want to be healthy and you want well, to make sure. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because one of the most, uh, the hottest dishes lately, almost every restaurant, kosher or not, is serving some sort of tartare. Mm, yeah. Carpaccio. Carpaccio. There's another term that's also... Uh, Technically, these are forms of crudite. Sushi is a form of crudite. Any raw, food right? that is served raw is co technically considered a crudite. Like crudite. Yeah, crudo, exactly. Crudo, crudo. I see it a lot. Crudo, the chef's yes. wife, she taught me that too. So um, th there is no reason we can't eat beef raw. There is no reason you can't eat uh, um, lamb raw, but... Why, when so it comes why don't to, we do poultry? When it Please comes to tell poultry, us. it's not something we really want to eat raw or, like you said, rare. I'm getting, like, nauseous thinking about it. But the negative part, we, we both know that uh, ch poultry products, especially chicken breast or turkey breast, they have a tendency of getting very dry. One moment they're raw... And just a few minutes later, they can be overcooked, especially right. on the barbecue. So how do you find that sweet spot? How do we know? Well, that's what this is. Um, if, our, if we know that we want chicken, turkey breast, to be 165 degrees, because 165 degrees is a temperature that's determined to kill salmonella bacteria. Once food hits 165 degrees, there's no more danger of being uh, sickened. And this is, goes with any poultry, turkey? Correct, turkey, even duck. But duck is not considered poultry, it's waterfowl, right? Uh, it is considered poultry if it's domesticated. The term poultry refers to any domesticated animal, which makes an eagle or a seagull, or even a bagel for that matter, not poultry but wild game. Okay. Now there are many kinds of ducks. The ones that you'll find in a kosher butcher shop or any other kosher establishment are called pekin, P-E-K-I-N. Some people refer to it as pekin, which is not to be confused with peking duck, right, duck which, which is, is the crispy Asian. skin rolled yeah. in a mushu pancake mm. with scallions and hoisinsa. Yum! But a variety called pekin or pekin duck is a farm-raised duck. And um, any bird that is farm-raised, fed, by a farmer kept in a locked up environment where they, the birds just cannot fly away and come back when they want. So that is. Those are called domesticated, and if they're domesticated, they're poultry. It's poultry. Got it. 
If it's a wild animal, such as a mallard duck or Muscovy duck, and these ducks are generally not considered kosher. These are wild ducks, and these are the ones that are generally served rare that you might see on television or on food channels. Because when I, when I cook my duck breasts and mm -hmm. I have them in my cookbook, we seared those breasts till, till they were rare. Mm -hmm. And people are like, that looks raw. I'm like, no, it's not. It's rare. You can eat duck rare. Yeah, well, there's lots of ways to handle this. But when we come to sous vide, if you determine that you like your chicken breast cooked to 162 degrees, and then maybe finish it in the oven for just a moment or two to bring it up to 165 degrees. This is about total control. Okay, t total control. I love that word. I know you do, because that's <laughs> what being a good chef is about, is controlling right. the equipment and the food that's within your reach. And these students here are learning to do that. Total control. Total control. You're learning total control of the kitchen. All right, let's do our demo. We're doing another demo? We're doing a demo. Um, seeing Remember? that we started off with summertime type of appetizers, I'd like to con continue along in that vein, if that's all right with you, Naomi. That's all right with me. Let's can, go. Can I just say, I've still got my ceviche here, and looking at it, it's making my mouth water. <laughs> look. Too spicy? No, it's perfect. Well, you see, when you remove the, uh, the ribs and the seeds from a serrano pepper, you get the flavor, but without the that's fire. Right, so I, well, I do that with my jalapenos, I always like seed and de-seed or seed and I or whatever. you always wear gloves when you're working with oh, those hot peppers. Well, I knew that, but one time when I had a cold, I didn't. Yeah. I had ice on my nose. I put milk on my nose. I was blowing my nose because, you know, I had a cold and then it was all chafed and then I went like this for after doing my jalapeno pepper. Mm. And I knew better. I mm. preached this and I'm like, oh, I messed up. Well, okay, I'm human. I mean, you saw, I, I'm, I'm really uh, a fanatic with wearing gloves in the kitchen, but one morning I grabbed a, a, a serrano pepper. I was demonstrating, just answering your question for a student, forgot to put gloves on. And what had happened was I was, forgot all about it, was driving home on the Belt Parkway when I had something tickling my eye and I just oh. went like that and, oh my goodness, oh. then I remembered I touched that serrano had to pull off the Bell Parkway. That was quite painful. Like, and how do you stop that? Like pour milk or bread? Uh, no, the best thing to do is wear gloves in the first place. Okay. But if it Don't. does happen to you, flushing your eyes with with cold water is okay. Or saline. Yeah, saline. Or saline. My eye Salt doctor, water, fresh Dr. Water. Annie Steiner, shout out to you on table for two. Okay. You would never let me put water in my eyes. You got to saline it. Oh, you got your your Aussie drops. I, yeah, I don't know. They're probably from CVS. <laughs> All right, let's, You're let's love cook. This. Let's cook. I'm We're going to make a couple quick recipes using two food processors Ooh, simultaneously, two. or one right. You don't after need the to have other. two at home. It's just because you know we're you doing a demo. Do, if you have one at home, you could do that and just use the one processor and rinse it out. We know how to do that. I'm going to ask Naomi to hold my microphone for me, and we're going to be doing um, the dish we're serving now. Oh, they're schlepping. That's okay. We've got it's microphones. Okay. Guys, if there's a problem, this guy will let you know. The dish we're, the dish we're making today is called chicken satay. Naomi brought up Thailand before. I think Bangkok. And I'm maybe... going to Bangkok. I'll be spending in... this coming Shabbos in Bangkok. Really? I'm yeah. so jealous. Are so you on... This is airing June 30th. I will be like July 6th, I think, in Bangkok. Are you going to visit Phuket? No. You ought to go. Uh, no, well, no, not this time of the year. We're going to um, Chiang Mai. Well, we hope there's no tidal winds. Oh, shh. 
bite your tongue. <laughs> so today to we're, doing, we're doing in Thai, uh, as in, not this kind of Thai, but Thailand, Bangkok. Very nice flavor profile. We're doing a Thai appetizer called satay. It's spelled S-A-T-E, as if it were sate, but it's pronounced as satay. Um, any kind of protein can be prepared as a satay, and generally, we use a skewer. Thin, tender meats. It works with beef, it works with lamb, it works with yak, but we don't have any yaks in Brooklyn. What's a yak? A yak is not a kosher animal, but they use it See, in Tibet. Oh, Tibet. And the Dalai Lama, I believe, happens to like yaks. Yak. Okay. okay. So I just yap. You I'm do sorry. yak. I'm sorry. I couldn't yeah, That was pretty good, Naomi. You get paid for yakking. Yeah. Um, and how lucky am I? First thing we're going to do is make a two-minute peanut sauce. Let's I think you're going to love this. Let's Can go. Can I give you a microphone for yeah. me? All right. I'm the official sous chef slash microphone holder slash radio host. That's three hats at once. Put and one in. So we're going to start with this. Uh, to make a quick peanut sauce, what I started doing is make the tea. Our recipe calls for strong tea, and the recipe is we boil some water, take about five or six Lipton tea bags. doesn't have to be Lipton, of course, but this is an orange pico tea, otherwise known as regular tea. Okay, we're going to start, take our food processor and drop some peanut butter in there. I kind of like uh, chunky peanut butter, but we'll leave it to your preference. Can and we use almond butter? You can. Because I, I personally, I, I don't mind peanut butter, but I love almond butter better. Any nut butter will work, but I doubt you're going to find uh, almond butter when you're in Thailand. Okay. Peanuts are, are quite okay. an indigenous product. Now yes, it is, because yes, it's on the, all the yes, pad yes, thai yes, and all that. Uh, yeah, it's on everything. Just about every dish in Thailand has peanuts in one form or another. So we're starting with a little uh, peanut butter, and I have a drop or two of clover honey. Any kind of honey will work. And the next ingredient is a touch of soy sauce. A few drops of sesame oil. Smell that. Maybe. I love. It's really powerful. That's roasted or toasted. Yeah, it's toasted. We it, never it, use plain sesame it's oil. It's very, very overpowering. Oh, so I love it. We're just using a few yeah, drops. Yeah, you always we use a little bit. We can always add a little bit more at the end. Okay, and this is probably the easiest, fastest dip. We don't put um, garlic in? Not yet. That's oh, not. We're going to start later. with this, and I'm going to run my food processor. Oh, that's the tea? And here comes my tea. I'm going to drizzle but, in my tea. And what's that? Because I only thought you used oil for an emulsion. Like, that's mm, how you make an emulsion. Well, you can, but I'm using the peanut butter as an emulsifier, and oh, I try to cut the I'll oil. Oh. Remember, I'm a Long Island guy these days. Right. And oil, and everyone is like very obsessed with cutting the fat, cutting the oil. Oh, come on, Naomi. I don't want I have no problem. I deep fry everything. I nush on, <laughs> I nush on Griven. Remember that, folks. Okay, so we could do some Griveners today before the day is over. What do you think? Griveners? Oh, God. Is that I love enough? It. I just, I just, I got some last night from pomegranate. Oh it my was, goodness. It's like chicken skin potato yes, chips. It is. It he, is. He's the best. It, they, they should be illegal. I know they should be it illegal, should. but thank God they're not, so right, I can so nush on them. What we're doing is just drizzling in our tea until we hit the consistency we want. And uh, the consistency we want is called napak, which means 
It should be just about thick enough. Could Did you go with the back of a spoon? Go coat the back of a spoon. I love All that. All right, so this is our peanut sauce. I'm going to finish it up. Can I just lick the back of that spoon? Oh, please. I'm going to put a few pieces of peeled chopped garlic now, in Now, it's here. funny that you don't put it in earlier. Well, I don't mind little pieces of garlic because you're going to see, I finished the sauce up with some chopped peanuts oh. or chopped pine nuts. Oh. So, I... As a decoration and a, to give it a little bit of texture. Fab. I'm going to try this before I give it to you. I'm a little nervous about this. He's nervous? He's nervous? I am. I am. Oh, what I'm are you nervous about? about? Okay, here we go. We'll okay, go. nappe. Sorry. Coat Let, the back of a spoon. I haven't see. heard that since. Nappe. Coat okay. It. Just enough to coat and stick to your food. And then to your tongue. Mmm. That's pretty. Oh, that's really good. Nice balance. I like, I like. How easy was that? And you know what? I like the peanut butter if in it. If you want it thicker, thinner, you can add a little bit, a bit more, more tea. tea. Okay, cool. So, not Snapple. We're not talking Snapple, folks. So what we're calling here, what we have is a peanut sauce, and what I'm going to do is just pour it in this little ramekin. I know you like ramekins. Yeah, I love ramekins. Yeah. I have like a ton in my house. I use them as mise en place bowls. They're just so useful. Checking eggs, nice serving looking. dessert. It's almost as useful as mason jars. <laughs> They're easy to clean. Yeah. And then what I'm going to do is put a little bit of my chopped peanuts or pine nuts right on top of that. Oh, pretty. Yeah, it's kind of neat. I'm going to set this on this little sushi board. Oh, pretty. Okay. Okay. Next item we're going to do is we're going to go to food processor number two. We're shooting on up. We are shipping. We are shipping. Okay, I really like what I'm seeing here. Actually, I'm going to use the same base. Can you use the same base? Sure. I happen to like these, but I, oh my God, I just remembered. My food processor broke at home. I had the brawn. Oh. I also had this. I had this for 15 years till it died, and then I bought the brawn. In. How do you like the brawn? I like it. You could do a whole bag of yeah. potato cookers in one. I know people do a lot of doughs in the brawn. They have a very high torque motor on yeah, the brawn. Yeah, it's very right? good, but I literally I broke mine last week. I, really? I, I overstuffed it. What did you put in there? Potato cooker, which I've done a thousand times. Oh I don't understand why it broke. So, you know, i got to get a new one. But I they're not crazy expensive. These are much more expensive. But your birthday's coming up, so it's yeah, about time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess you get a new brawn before July 2nd. Second, yeah. All right. Um, so here's our recipe for peanut sauce. It's really easy. Tea, peanut butter, soy sauce, honey, sesame I'm going to hold that up to the camera. Yeah, so you can. That's like one of my homemade screen, screenshots. Screenshot that. We are allowing you to share that. You've got to watch out for this when you have it in Thailand, though, because they usually put Thai fish sauce in it. Right. And if you're having it on meats, of course, there's a kosher association right. between fish and meat. Thank God you can get kosher fish sauce here. You can, but, but you, you can't just use can't it with use meats. it. Can only do it. You can do it if you're making this with fish. Yeah, it's kind of like okay. the, the story with Worcestershire sauce because there's anchovies with it. Right. All right. It has to have less, less than the 60th. But I'm not your rabbi. You'll ask, but you'll see you can have OU. If it has OU, you can have it. If it's OU fish, then you can't have it with. You can't have it, but you can put it on your meats, of course. Yeah, right. But we're not going to tell people how to. Everyone will decide for Observe. themselves. Yes. This okay, is, what are we this, doing here? This recipe, I take a lot of pride in. This is, I call it my satay marinade. I actually designed this about 10 years ago to go on a sea bass. We had gone out fishing and caught some uh, local black sea bass and wanted to grill them whole on the barbie. Oh, yeah. On the barbie. On the barbie, on the barbie, yeah. So we came up with this really nice um, recipe, and it, it's made very easily. We're starting with this one. I will start with the garlic first, like you said, Naomi. I just want to... 
paint an image in everyone's head for those who are watch to uh, to those who are listening. I'm not. You can watch us on the Nakam Siegel Net YouTube channel, but if you are listening right now, in front of us we are at the cooking school. In front of us is a tray, and everything was pre-measured out. Correct. This is called mise en place. Mise en place. Which means everything in its place. Did I do it right? Things in place. Everything. So and you're in the right place. I'm in the right place right Coach here. the culinary center where we should be cooking together. So here is everything. Ah. All the ingredients are laid out this in front is, of us. We okay. have some fresh garlic in here. So we're putting everything into a food processor? Yeah, except we're not putting them in at once. We got this one. Oh, really? This one is the one we're going to add oil and emulsify like a mayonnaise. At the end? Yeah. Okay, great. So all ingredients go in here except for this guy, the oil. This is uh, okay. canola oil. You could use a soybean oil. Uh, some people like coconut oil. Depends on your level of cholesterol and your doctor's advice. A little bit of ketchup helps emulsify this. And generally, I'm extremely skeptical when I see a recipe that has ketchup in it because they're generally just a uh, variation of barbecue sauce. But this one really helps emulsify. We have a touch of soy sauce that goes all in All going in, all these ingredients yeah, are going into the want. food processor. Very easy. A little brown sugar. There's light brown sugar. Each item was measured out. This is, um, we have a bit of lime juice and mirin, mirin, a sweetened, mirin is mi sweetened rice wine, uh, a touch of sesame oil in this one too, and fresh squeezed lime juice, lots of it. Can we just talk about never ever using bottled lime or lemon juice? Oh my goodness. Like why would you? Why would you? And it's so cheap to like... Yeah. If you want to, like, you can squeeze your own and just keep, like, little um, in the freezer so it's freshly frozen of your own. But it, 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 it's, there's nothing like fresh limes and fresh no, lemons. No, that, that it, flavor can be duplicated with you, a bottled or frozen product. No way. Yeah. And you're going to see in Thailand there's a, a great deal of fresh squeezed lime juice on lots of dishes. Yeah. yeah. I, I've it, been it preparing. Really brings, it makes it bright. Pop. Pop. Great, it right, pops. Right. Yeah, it makes your tongue dance. So we start with all these ingredients and we just turn on our machine and run it. This is the easiest marinade I know how to make. And I think it's one of the most tasty. Uh, should I plug it in? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, the electricity is a wonderful thing, might you help. know. Might help, might help. So as we're running this, uh, this little paste, a little sugar in there, garlic, soy, touch of ketchup. A lot of lime juice. I see the garlic chunks are not breaking yeah, down. Yeah, it's so going to get broken down, but this is going to be a marinade to season our meats. Oh, it's a marinade. Yeah, okay, no one great. will be eating this directly or drinking it. And as this is going round and round, now we're going to drizzle in our oil and emulsify it. And you'll start to hear the machine work a little harder as it thickens. You can hear it now. You hear the marinade getting thicker, creamy. Okay, we're gonna eat now. Oh, real soon, <laughs> Naomi. And the last part of this is we take some fresh cilantro, put it in last minute, because we just want to chop it up, but we don't want to turn this marinade into a green marinade. And if you chop the cilantro too long, uh, the chlorophyll will bleed out and it'll just get ugly. It'll still taste good, but it'll be ugly. Looks amazing. And we don't like ugly food. No, no okay. it's gotta be pretty. All right. Because you eat with your eyes. Now look at that little marinade, how it's emulsified. And you eat with your nose. This smells oh, you're unreal. Gonna, you're going to go nuts for this okay. one, Naomi. Oh, yeah, okay. Nappé? Are we nappé? Yes, kid. This is just, this is nappé. 
which means coach the back of a spoon. Yeah. Show, show everyone yeah. who's watching. But if you're listening, it means it's coating the back of the spoon. And that's what we're looking for with most marinades, the sauces, so it sticks to the food. Oh, my, nice? my. Nice balance, sweet, salty. Oh, it's garlic-y. so tight. It's so tight. And very, very limey. Limey. Mm. Am I allowed to say limey to an Australian? Why? I think that might be an Australian thing, but I don't know. I've been gone for 25 and a half years. I don't know. Some ter- I've forgotten everything. The next thing when making a satay is w- one wants very tender protein. Okay. And what kind of protein? Well, we could work with chicken. You could work with beef. But because we're quickly grilling, we need meats that could easily be chewed. You wouldn't want to take a deckle or a very tough piece of meat. Something like a minute steak, London broil, or in this case, chicken. And what we want to do is you work our chicken onto the skewer and we work it back and forth so that it doesn't fall off. And you want the chicken very secure. Frequently, I will see people skewer things like this. Oh, in and, and out, like yeah, a weave. Yeah, like that. We don't weave it. Okay, and, that's good. And that's good. just, it, it doesn't cook nicely. Not Sometimes pretty. it sticks to the grill. So we want to work our chicken onto the skewer so it's really secure and flat. Okay. We like it to cook flatly. My second step with this, you're going to like this trick. We've got about seven, six minutes left okay. of table for two for season five. And we're Sorry. cooking a st- up a storm over here right now at the fabulous. Culinary center right here in so Flatbush. If we took these and marinated in them like that, that would be good, but the sticks might get oily. Dirty. Right, okay, and, so and what? Then when, yes, pick them up. Nah, not yeah, so nice. So, so what do we what do? I, what we like to do, Naomi, is put our. Oh, our I love that. That's such a, a great cooking tip. Yeah, a Bay Marie container. A Bay Marie or a quart or container a at home. Tupperware. A Tupperware, a quart container. I love that. After you skewer your beef, your veal, lamb, we can stand our chicken up in this container and actually wrap it up and put it in your fridge overnight. Okay, cool. Nice trick to marinate. It's it doesn't like, take Like chicken lollipops. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. We will see that once this so Are we going to be grilling this? Right now. Oh, yeah, baby. You're, you're going to be eating these Lunch, in a boys. Oh, guys. Cameraman, attention, and you at home get a chicken satay too. So. Okay, this is a great July 4th weekend barbecue appetizer. You can throw it on the grill could at be, home. Could be a main course. Could be a main course, could be an appetizer, could For be sure. an hors d'oeuvre pass around. one biter, sure. Oh, I love that. toss the stick. Toss the stick. Okay. These, actually, you can really bring these up a notch too if you got Let's some turn on the fire. I don't on. want to run out of time. Oh, we're on. We're on. Oh, the fire oh, is on. Okay, I, I'm holding the mic. Here we go. Grilling. There's a couple tricks with proper grilling, and the main thing we want to do is yeah. make sure that our grill surface is always immaculately clean. Okay. Whether you're working on a professional grill, or you're working with a Weber, or any kind of barbecue at home, make sure that your cooking service is clean. You do not want black carbon on your food. You will taste this. Oh my God, I so want to clean my you, grill. You want to, <laughs> t- want to taste this one, Naomi? thank you. So. so really, like, so what's the best way to do it? Okay, so, say there's a barbecue and wood meat that's okay. a little dirty. I'm going to give you the yeah. the, the poo. What we want to do is take a pair of tongs because yeah. we don't want to burn your fingers. And taking a pair of tongs, yeah. You could hold this. I always have one rag. 
I actually make a habit of using up my cottonseed oil from Pesach and use that to oil oh. my because I don't like to waste good oils. Okay. And I always have cottonseed oil left from my matzo bras. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I do too from, from my Pesach business. So okay. we can take a so little bit. The, so we get the thing light, nice and light, hot. Lightly. So lightly. we make our grill pan hot. Yeah, very hot. You don't want to hold your hand there. Yeah, and then we clean it like that. Oh, that's so great. Then what we're going to do is take our beautiful chicken satays that have been marinated. So exciting. And we're going to drop these right on our grill. How long do these take to cook? I would say about three to four minutes. Minutes. Three to four minutes. You'll That's be eating in no we'll time. We'll be eating by the end of the show. Yeah. ZK's so hungry. He's so excited. It's fabulous day today. July 4th weekend is coming up. Also my birthday. This is a super, super summer special. Absolutely fantastic in your backyard. Be the first on your block to make your chicken satay with a nice lime thai marinade. And like I said, this marinade goes great on any beef, any veal. Tender protein. Oh my God! Can I just That's say, it smell. It sm can you guys smell it? Yeah. It smells good. Yeah. The owner's pretty happy. Zico's pretty, pretty happy. And we want to get a nice caramelization on it. We want to see some grill marks. <gasps> I like that. Can we get uh, a zoom in on that? I'm yeah, going to describe to you what's here. happening here. We are in the culinary center. We are using the grill. We've got chicken um, that we've marinated in its high flavor profile. We've got them on a stick. And we are grilling them on our indoor grill right here on table for two. We will eat this in just a couple of minutes. Oh, and you yeah. guys can go home. You are home or wherever you are. Maybe you're listening on the app somewhere driving. But then you can go home and make this yourself. These are very, very good. You can marinate these overnight. If you um, wanted to do these July 4th, I would actually make them on July 3rd and put them in the fridge. And when your guests get there. Can I have that recipe? Sure. Um, I'm going to hold it up to the camera so you guys can do like a bit of a screenshot of that or um, put it down. I put up the, um, the peanut sauce before, um, but now you can have the marinade. Thank you, ZK. Really a big thank you to ZK and Yoni today for coming out to Brooklyn. And thank you to Miri Menachem for putting the show, letting me do the show for me. A big thank you to Paulina. Perlene. 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 Perlene Dayan. Perlene Dayan, your partner oh, yeah, in this amazing center. And she was my student. And she was his student. Yeah. And thank you to Chef Avram for giving up his afternoon for us to be here. Thank for you. For our two-part show. If you missed this show, you can grab it on the archives on nachamsegel.com. Yeah. The last trick I'm going to show you, Naomi, is this. Seeing that I didn't want to burn the skewers, I have half my grill off. So then I'm oh, bursting into cute. flames. And if you do this at home and you fire up your barbecue, you might want to leave one section unless don't, don't people, though, soak them in water to stop that do. from That's happening? They do. That's one way. But it's no guarantee. It will help them. But I, when you soak skewers in water, uh, I find that it the splinters. water... Well, I find that the water dilutes the marinade on the chicken and it comes out dripping wet and it doesn't stick so you lose a lot of the flavor but yeah that's traditional or you can get a stainless steel skewer metal skewers oh okay and those are real nice and okay. you can wash them and use them over and over these will be done in about just one minute you can one see that they got nice grill marks on them this is a supersized show uh, yeah. the last two shows supersized all the way the table list. for two Oh. Is we're going to take our little board and set it down with our peanut sauce. Oh. And what I did here is made a little bit of a slaw. All I have in here is uh, cabbage, red pepper, 
uh, a little cilantro, and some black sesame seeds. Love it. Yeah. And I'm so Thai. Very summery, very Thai. I didn't even know you were going to Thailand, so it just works out perfectly. I'm so excited. Uh, this is a nice, healthy way to eat in the summer. Very little fat, very little oil, grilled. Your cardiologist will be very happy when they read these recipes. So we have our peanut sauce. A nice way to finish this off might be a few black sesame seeds or toasted sesame seeds on top. Yeah, I always say sesame seeds make everything pop. Yeah, I agree with you, Naomi. Pop of color. You need a pop of color. Here's a done. Here's a done. We're 30 seconds okay. away from a delicious set. 30 seconds away. He's like, come on. Okay. I must say we had um, a nice craft station set up by Simply Sushi, which Alain Kornblum brought down for our double show. It was the end of our first show before we started today's second show. Chef Avon Wiseman is cutting up some limes over here. We've got some black sesame seeds. Lime is so... Um, prominent in the uh, pr flavor profile of Thai cooking. Black sesame seeds make everything pop. Limes make everything pop in flavor. It gives it a fresh, crisp flavor. Okay. Ready? I'm ready, buddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to eat some amazing food. And we do, of course, re recreational classes here. Oh, yeah. We do shepherd brochos. We do birthday parties. We do chop competitions. We're waiting to do our first bachelor party. Anybody ready for that? We do competitions. We're doing lots of different celebratory things. And like we say, only delicious simchas at the Kosher Culinary Center of Brooklyn. Okay, that looks wonderful. Naomi, okay. we're going to find out if it's wonderful or if you I know what I'm doing. I'll hold the microphone, you hold the chicken. I'm going to hold the chicken. As we close out our show, this is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Marzipan Bakery. A big thank you to Marzipan Bakery for sponsoring our show for the last six months. We loved working with you. You bring such sweetness into the show. Sorry, I couldn't help that one. <laughs> um, and thank you once again to Kitchen Click and to Nachum Siegel, uh, Miriam Wallach, our amazing team. We miss you, Jamie. To Kel ZK, who makes me sound so good. I would sound terrible if I didn't have ZK. Yoni Pollock, and of course the entire team here um, at the Culinary Centre. I'm going to start eating in a minute. Shabbat Shalom. We have music sponsored by our friends at Kedem. Right up until Lich Benching. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you, Marzi Pan. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ready? We got to show these people how delicious. <laughs> so you have the, the sauce just clings. Mm. Not bad. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs>